the Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 234. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a talk episode where the tutors talk. What's up? I love the fact that I've told you that I look at the camera so that's my cue of one to like cut the video because there's like five minutes of excess in the beginning. And yet you still just take your sweet ass time. Huh. Guess I didn't know that. To be honest with you, I don't remember having that conversation. I'm not surprised. Uh, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I just take my time. Yep. Um, this will be the last video for a couple of weeks that you'll uh, see buns. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I know. Buns, unfortunately, is not coming with on our trip. Sam's solace, we could say. Yeah, a little bit. Um, like, oh, let's take a road trip so we can take bones. And Sam's like, let's not take her. It's like, oh, sweet. I mean, we both kind of decided not to take her. It's not just me. Um, a lot of places just aren't as dog friendly that we'd want to go to. Plus, she has like a hard time in new places, anyways. Um, so since like almost every single night we're gonna be in a different hotel. It would be impossible to get her acclimated to every place. So, it, it the trip would have been really hard to do if we would have brought her. Right. Yep. So, she's staying, and it's sad. It's V-sad. Um, but she gets to stay with her best friend, Dexter, so. Right. I couldn't even imagine having a fucking kid. And the dog, okay, why? Just because she's going to Dexter? I'm over here like it's hard to leave my dog for two weeks. Mm. Like very difficult to leave my dog for two weeks. (sighs) I feel like if you had a kid, that'd be way harder to leave them for two weeks. I don't know. I bet you do. I could see in some aspects, but in other aspects, I think you could also be like, man, it's so nice to get a break from them. Because you got to think like they're needy. Like Mimi needs the kisses. Yeah, but we can like go around and do stuff and have to like constantly watch her. Right. And like we already meal prepped her food, so we just hand her a bowl. Well, we mix it and then hand her a bowl. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. It's hard to say because we don't have kids. It's really hard to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually have no idea. Mm -hmm. I just assume. I think the first time would be hard, probably. It, d- it depends on age, I guess. think so? Yeah. Because hmm. I could see, like, very young, like, it being hard. Because there's just, like, your cute little baby and whatever. Um, but, like, once they're, like, two and three and they're, like, demons, I'm sure it's just, like, thank God. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Just my opinion. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out someday. Eventually. Cool. Mm-hmm. What else is new? Who else were we talking to and they also were like, I don't, I'm not necessarily interested in having kids, but I feel like I have to. There's someone else we were talking to. There's my massage guy. Yes. But then he's like, I give a fuck, I ain't doing it. I was like, love that. Yeah. I think there's someone else our age too that has said that to us. Yeah. I, don't I know. Some people are just like excited for kids. And their, like, goal in life is to get married, have kids, do that shit, like Kyle and Katie. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just over here like. Do we have to? We got to have these things, huh? Mm-hmm. A little different. It is. Yeah. A little different. That's what Brooke always says, too. Uh, whenever I, like, bring up kids. Because she's always just so interested. Because she's like, it's just so weird to hear someone, like, decide if they want to have kids. Because she didn't have a choice. She got knocked out. Tell, tell. Yeah. She had a choice. Yes. But she, like, still thinks it's weird, like, that, like, we're deciding when to have kids. She's just like, I never got to decide. She never got to decide when. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, we do kind of. Hmm? Who knows? Maybe my shit won't fire. I have thought about that recently. I'm like, what if we, like, tell everyone we're, like, trying for kids and then it just doesn't happen because Sean's just Sean. Sterile as fuck. Mm-hmm. We couldn't take Kyle's because Kyle has brown eyes, and then that would mean all of our kids would have brown eyes. No offense, Kyle. We wouldn't even do the surrogate style. I'd just have him come over and load you up. No. No? No. Family style? No. All right, maybe not. Huh. We'd have to get it working somehow. We need to keep the keep the light-eyed gene going. Keep the lineage. Yeah. When you put it that way. Got to keep the lineage going. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we just have like boys. Like all of them are boys. How many boys do you want, Sean? As many as you can handle. Okay. Sounds terrifying, but from what I've gathered, from what I've observed... Boys are really easy, like, the first couple years. And then they're really difficult until they mellow out at, like, what, 12? Uh, kid, uh, boys usually mellow out around 30. Okay, but, 27, like... probably 26, 27. No, like, you know what I mean. No, I don't. Like, you were always just constantly go, go, go for that long? I became very self-sufficient at, like, 13. Yeah, so... 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. Girls are, like, pretty easy, pretty chill. And then you get, like, teenager. And then it's just, like, drama and emotions. That would fucking suck. So, right, you have to either deal with the psychopath kid, which is a boy, for 10 years. Or then you have to deal with the psychopath <sighs> girl for about 10 years. Uh, probably nice. longer than that. Some of them. For both boys and girls. Yeah. It varies. I I don't know. It's interesting. It it'll depend. I don't know. We'll see. That's my professional observation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or you could also have boys, I guess, that are into gaming, and then they just like. Don't say that. Game. No. They just want to sit and game. What would be the point of having a boy then? They could become a computer nerd, build us a new tower. Here's the deal. Or hear me out. Or they could do chores. Charn. Yeah, but once you get their chorn done. Um, and then instead of that, they could be like working on something else. Could be. More chores. Schoolwork. And then more chores. Well, if they're homeschooled, they probably only work on schoolwork for half the day. Dude, so kids nowadays only have five this classes. Is not, this is not all classes, all schools. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Sure. I think most have switched to the trimester way now. Mm. 
Um, but not all schools. Dude, I just don't know. I don't know the answer to this shit. You know, I don't know the answer to anything. I don't know. How do how do I know, like, kids who are homeschooled and completed everything before they were 18? Oh, no, no, no. I believe homeschooling is the route. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, no, I, like, I think homeschooling is the route. Yeah. Um, because most of the people I know that were homeschooled are smarter than me. Yeah. And maybe that's genetics, but I also think that has a lot to do with, like, I, around the fifth grade, no, no, so I was always real dumb, um, I always, I had to do summer school forever, I did summer school until the, in, in the fourth grade, I had summer school every year through the fourth grade, and then one day, I don't know if it just clicked or if it was the first time, whatever, one of my parents was like, or maybe it was Kyle, you know, one of the people in my immediate family was like, hey, dumbass, if you did good in school, you don't have to go to summer school and you can have a summer. And I was like, what? Like, I could stay home like Kyle? And like, yeah. And I was like, oh, and I hated summer school, mm -hmm. hated it. The next year, I got straight A's. Fifth grade straight A's. And I was just like, oh, that was easy. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, I, you know, high school was easy. But, or middle middle school and high school, I always got like over 3.5 GPA from then on yeah. out. But what I noticed was when I hit the sixth grade, my, the fifth grade, I feel like you don't really know anything in the fifth grade yet. You know, you just kind of go through the things. Yeah. The sixth grade, you kind of fall into your, your niches. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started falling in with the troublemakers. Yeah. Or like that. Not necessarily trouble. Yeah, kind of like troublemakers in class. And then you start doing dumb shit. And uh, and that's what I did from sixth grade to the, uh, through the, through the senior year. Interesting. I thought it was weird. So we hung out with our friends this a, well i guess Lindsay mainly mm -hmm. this weekend and it was interesting because so they have a freshman in high school and i mean sean's been out of high school for 10 years i've been out of high school for 12 years jesus i know and you gotta think that was our senior year right, right. so you entered high school 14 years ago mm -hmm. and so first off i barely remember my freshman year barely remember my freshman year do you remember yours mm -hmm. what i've We've discussed how I have memories of past things and you don't. I pretty much only remember my senior year and only portions of it. But I noticed this the other day. I was somewhere that I've had memories before. Mm -hmm. And I was just like flooded with every mem like memory after memory after memory of like being in that, in that area. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh... If I just went back to the school would, and sat in my the classrooms and did that shit, like it would all just start flooding back in. I suppose that makes sense because you aren't a, like you can't really visualize in your head. Like you need an idea to visualize. One thousand percent. Um, and like, so sometimes I just like randomly think back to school and I like in my head I can just like walk through the hallways and think about like the memories I've had in those places. When yeah. do you think in words? 
Or the do you have pictures? Pictures? I ain't a psycho. That is a thing. Thinking words? Yeah. Yeah. It, look it up. It is a, like a genetic thing. That's no, not me, dude. I, I just wasn't sure. Okay. Um, let's see here. What were you saying, though? About, About school? Oh, we freshmen. it was just interesting because, like, uh, Lindsay was saying how the school system had to kind of change their way of doing things so much because, like, kids were just being overloaded with, like, homework. And if they were in sports, like, they were just struggling. I was, like, thinking about it. And I was, like, I was in everything. Like, everything. The only time I, well, I didn't do a sport in the wintertime, but I did choir and jazz band. So, like, I still have lots of things going on. And forensics and whatever. I rarely ever had to do homework. The only year I ever had to do homework was when I was in AP Lit. That was the only class I ever had to do homework in. So it was, like, very interesting to, like, have her hear that they, like, actually have homework that they have to do and, like, all this shit. And I was just like, huh. Like, that's so different from when I went to school. So are you guys not assigned schoolwork, or do you just get it done in class? A lot of times I just got it done in class. So I did too. I would like, I would do my, a lot of the time I would do my schoolwork in study hall, or I would do it in like another class during lecture. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times I would do it like in the class before that next class when it was due, you know, yeah. did that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a study hall until my senior year. Right, study halls every semester. Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to have a study hall my senior year, but I had two classes overlap. So then I band and Spanish 4 overlapped. Um, so that kind of sucked because me and Marie were both in both. And we were both, it was, so it was our, I think it was our final semester that we had to do this. Um, we were both first chair clarinet, so we, like, got to sit with each other and play whatever. Um, but then we are both in Spanish 4, and we're like, well, we really want our final semester of it. So we had to alternate who would be in Spanish 4 and who was going to be in band. So, like, for the whole semester, we didn't get to see each other in band. Or maybe, like, on Fridays we got to see each other. Why? Because Spanish 4 and band were the same hour. So you guys would just switch every day, every other day? Yeah. So, You're like, Mondays, like, I would be in band, she would be in Spanish. Tuesdays, I'd be in Spanish, she'd be in band. It was the only way we could each have both classes. It sucked. Huh. Spanish 4 was also a joke because it was just, like, pretty much our friend group in the class. And the teacher was really chill. I loved her. Um, Mrs. Engen. And so a lot of times it was, like, us just, like... She would, like, have a prompt, and then, or, like, we'd have to try and have conversations in Spanish about, like, what that was. That was the class that, I just thought about this the other day, actually. Uh, we joked that me and Sam, Sam Desel, got married. So the whole, like, year, we were, we always, at, like, in everything, it was always Mr. and Mrs. Sam Desel. It was very entertaining. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, so that's the only reason why I had to study hall, was because I had two classes in one period. 
Yeah, so I just um I just always put a study hall right before or after my lunch. Mm-hmm. And I just leave every day. Yeah, a lot of people would. That was the way to do it. Because mm-hmm. in high school, it was more important to be cool than to learn. That makes sense. Not at my high school. So that's why. We've it's, talked about this. My grade even, was too smart. We're not even getting into this. This is the dumbest shit ever. In Sam's school, band was cool. When I got there and band and choir were cool in your grade, I was like, like when I first met you and you're telling me how like band and choir was cool, I'm like, what do you mean? Band wasn't cool. Choir was cool. I I just, dude, no. It just, we always bullied those people. Yeah, not at Altoona. It just doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of the band kids also were like the big sports kids. Or I shouldn't say band. A lot of the band or choir kids were a lot of the sports kids. So it really sucked. Oh, this was crazy. So my senior year, so band and choir. So band would go to Florida every four years. Choir would go to New York every four years. So my senior year going to New York, one, Marie got deathly ill. But that was how her and Andrew started dating. So mm-hmm. it worked out for her. Um, two... It was the same week as the state basketball tournament for girls. Our girls team made it to state. Four, I think there was four players that were in choir. So they had to choose if they were going to go play in the state tournament or and lose all their money that they spent. Because we had to pay for the trip ahead of time. So they would lose all their money or go on the choir trip. And what they do? Not play in state. Um, I believe they all played in state. Good. Mm. The school should refund them. That's some bullshit. Yeah, I I don't know if they did or not. They might have. Um, but still, I was like, dude, that sucks. I think one of the girls might have gone on the trip, but she was like most likely not going to play. Sure. Um, but then it sucked because our band usually goes and plays at state, but three quarters of the band were in the choir. So right. we didn't even get to have a band. That's the dumbest <laughs> shit I ever fucking heard. All right. We got to move on. We got to get out of this. Well, you don't like talking about high school? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like not in that anymore. Dude, when Sean gets over a conversation, he's just done. He's just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're done. I don't know. Okay, what's what are you talking about next, babe? I ain't got nothing, babe. I'm just seeing where this you takes can't us. End a conversation, then not have an idea for the next one. All right, cool. When you were in high school, yeah, what did you think you were going to be doing at 30 years old? Um, I thought I was going to be in a lab doing something medical-wise. You legitimately thought that? Yeah, uh, like up until my senior year. I wanted to be either a band or a math teacher. Um, That was always one of my things. And then my senior year, I took ecology. And we did like a study on uh, the stream, Otter Creek. And one of the parts of the study was like, what kind of organisms were in the stream? Well, in order to identify that, like a lot of them, we had to look them up under a microscope and identify the organisms. And I love that so, so much. And then we did, like, a tour of CBTC, and they talked about, like, nanotechnology and, um, like, just things with small things. So I kind of combined nanotechnology with 
uh, like ecology and got microbiology. Um, and so that was like my goal senior year was to become a microbiologist and yeah, deal with viruses and bacteria. And I didn't like, I didn't want to like make vaccines. That wasn't like a huge thing I was like concerned about. It was more like just learning about, I just, learning about bacteria and viruses is just really cool. So I didn't really, I guess, know what I was going to ever do with that knowledge. But, hmm. yeah, I just always thought I was going to be in a lab. Interesting. What did you think you were going to do? When? In high school. Um, I figured I'd be a welder. So when did you start working out? When I was 14. What year is that? Freshman year? Sophomore year? Freshman year. year. Okay. So I was hanging out with his friend, Zach Barnes. Mm-hmm. And I was a chunky little kid. Mm-hmm. And I had bitch tits and man titties. Mm-hmm. Zach Fisher told me you're the... Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to call me Santa. If anyone... I... They used to... This... this I ran cross country. Mm-hmm. And I was always like an okay runner. But they called me Santa. And uh, so I did cross country 6th through the 8th grade. And going into my freshman year, I don't know why I didn't run. Like, I planned to run cross country. And then I just, like, when my dad got deployed. And then when my dad got deployed, I was like, ah, fuck it. I don't need to do sports or nothing. I'll just, like, hang out with my friends. That's when I started smoking the ganj and shit. So, anyways, hanging out with Zach. And he says to me, he's like, hey, man, if you start lifting with your cousin PJ and you start benching... He's like, you'll lose those bitch tits and you'll get packs and you'll start pulling the chicks. And I'm like, yeah, PJ's been telling me about the weight room. I should do that. And so I, uh, I, PJ's like, hey, you go into the, to the weight room or whatever the first day of powerlifting. And I'm like, yeah. And I go up there and uh, I'm there and I, I enjoyed the first day. And like, Craig, I always, did this like handshake when you leave the gym, right? Boom. Did that. And he's like, Will we see you tomorrow? I'm like, Yeah. And then I came back the next day and he's like, See you Thursday? I'm like, Yeah. Boom, Friday. He's like, See you next week? And I was like, I think I'm going to do this forever. And he's just like, We'll see if you're here next week. And then I just never not trained mm-hmm. forever. I just always was there. Mm-hmm. I probably had like the, I was definitely the most consistent. There was a point in my freshman year where I hadn't missed any training, like zero training I missed, zero. And uh, I go up to Craig and I'm like, hey, Craig, my dad um, asked if I could take the tomorrow off to go fishing. I, I, sh- I probably shouldn't do that. And he's like, yeah, you're going to take tomorrow off and go fishing with your dad. And I was like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And this is Craig Sorry, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, your yeah. cousins. Yeah, whatever. I don't, however, we're related. Yeah. 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 Some type of cousin. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, you're going fishing with your dad. And I'm like, all right. And I went fishing instead of training. But dude, it was, uh, so training was freshman and it was just life. Mm-hmm. I didn't do like, so I trained for two years, and after training for like a year or two, I started getting strong and got pecs, and I literally was known in school for having pecs. 
like the whole thing Zach told me to do, I made like my persona. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew me for my packs. And uh, it's so dope. I had that shirt. Like, yeah, you uh, did. Go ahead and touch my pecs or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And you also had a shirt that says stud muffin. That was the one. So it said, go ahead. You uh, can go ahead. You can poke my pecs. And on the back said stud muffin. Anyways. You still have that. N- do, don't you? No, I don't. I I got too big for it. Mm. But you know what? I'd probably fit it now. Yeah. Sydney and Sydney and Nicole made that for me. Anyways. um, So I just made that my persona. Interesting. It wasn't a white shirt, though. Didn't fit. It was a white shirt. No, they made me a white shirt. I thought it was black with no, white writing. No, it was a white, white with black. black. Oh, yeah, interesting. Nah, dude, they 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 did me right. Um. So, anyways, that like the gym was life, dude. Mm-hmm. And and so I didn't like. You know, so they started. They're like, "Hey, Sean. You know, a lot of the coach and stuff. Like, you're strong. Um, you should play football. We need strong guys to play football." And I was just like. I guess. So I started playing football. Um, and then the wrestling coach was like, hey, you're tough. You should wrestle. And I always thought it'd be fun to wrestle because, like, Corey wrestled and shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be fun. Um, but I was just like, the one thing I always came back to is, like, if I wrestle, then I can't lift. Like, because right. wrestling practice was during lifting. And I was like, I can't miss lifting. I can't do that. Did your school have a powerlifting team or no? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you compete? My freshman and sophomore year, but then Craig retired. So then I just, like, ran the weight room my junior and senior year. Oh, so you didn't have, like, a coach to compete? No, I just coached all. Like, there was, like, eight eight of us that trained there. I just became the coach my junior year. Damn. But we didn't go compete. Interesting. So, yeah. It's like, I don't know. So, um, but, yeah, it it, it just was more important to me at the time, like, junior, senior year to, like, you know, coach the other guys that were there and lifting and, like, lift than it was to do sports but like looking back on it i really wish i would have wrestled that would have been a lot of fun yeah but whatever live and learn what can you do exactly so i don't know that's kind of how it it shimmied down um but so i loved shop classes and i always did shop classes and i planned to to be a welder Mm -hmm. like i planned to be a welder then I went and talked to a marine recruiter, and I was like, damn, dude. And when I was 16, mm-hmm. I talked to a marine recruiter when I was 16. I was like, yeah, it seems about right, dude. I should, probably, I should probably do that. But I planned to join the Army when I was 14. And I was like, besides so I was talking to Marine Corps, I was like, yeah, I should do that. And then my friend Tommy joined the National Guard. And he's like, Sean, you realize you don't have to wait now till your senior year to join. You can join the day you turn 17. And I was like, what? So I went and talked to the National Guard recruiter. And he's like, yeah, dude, like, you can join the day you turn 17. And then you start doing this, uh, it's like RSP or something. Yeah, RSP, I think. Uh, I don't fucking know. Anyways, you pretty much start drilling when you're 17. And then you go to basic training between your junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you drill for the year. And then you go, it's called split up. And then you go... You're seeing after you graduate, then you go to AIT, and I did that um, because I I wanted I was I wanted to do the Marine route, but I had to wait until I was a senior to go to or until I graduated to go to boot camp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you tell me I can get started at this like right now, right? So I did that. Uh, the week I turned seventeen, I signed. Yeah, it was like the 
within yeah five days, five six days after I turned seventeen, I signed papers and joined. Yeah, so I did that shit, and but so I always plan on being uh, a welder. Mm-hmm. Like I plan to join the service and be a welder. That was like my career path, and um, and then I joined the the National Guard, and the recruiter's like, "Well, where are you going to college? You get free college," and I was like, "I plan to go across the street to the tech school for welding." he's like, dude, you can go anywhere in Wisconsin and get your school paid for. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I never even like thought about going to a four-year college. I'm a dumbass. And he's like, yeah, dude. And I'm like, well, where's my unit? My unit's out of Menominee. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go to Stout. And I was like, but I'm going to just apply to Stout in case because when in doubt, go to Stout, you mm-hmm. know. Um, if not there, go to Eau Claire. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. I'll try Eau Claire, Stout. I really wanted to go to lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, cause pretty much what I decided at that point was, I was like, Oh wait, it's like, I could go to school for like athletic training or yeah. personal training. Cause I love training. It's my life. And so I'm like, okay, well I'm going to do this instead of, uh, instead of welding fucking hindsight, 2020 gang. If I had known this ahead of time, I just went for welding, but I, there's so many things I would have done different, but it's too late. It's all about journey. So anyways, I, uh, decided to go to Eau Claire for four years and, uh, my first year at Eau Claire, uh, I kind of realized how fucking stupid I am again. And uh, teachers, or I went and talked to my advisor. I'm like, yo, dude, like, what's the chances I could make it into, like, at the athletic training program or physical therapy? And she laughed. And I'm like, fuck. Because at that time, I had, like, a 2.8 GPA or yeah. something. She's like, there is a very, or I had three, 3.2 GPA whatever she's like there's a very low possibility she's like you would essentially have to 4.0 this is after this is at the end of my first year of college she's like to get into athletic program um you're gonna need a 4.0 for the next like two years to get into that and i was like fuck and she's like and if you want physical therapy you're gonna have to 4.0 the rest of your career and i'm like nope i was like i'm too fucking stupid she's like yeah i'm like what do i do and she's like I was, I was like, I was like, if I only get a kinesiology degree, how much money can I make? And she's like, like thirty to thirty-five grand. And I was like, and what will I do? She's like, you only have one option: be a personal trainer. I was like, well, I don't need a degree to be a personal trainer. She's like, no, you don't. And I was like, I can go make. At this time, I worked at Menards. Yeah. So I, I could go work at Menards full time for thirty-five a year. She's like, yeah. And I was like, why the fuck are people in this degree? And she's like, honestly, I have no idea. She's like, if you're not going to post-secondary school, this is a useless degree. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. She's like, go to the tech. The tech had a PTA, physical therapy assistant program. Oh, yeah. Had a two-year wait. I'm like, physical therapy assistant, that's right in the line of work. Two years. In the meantime, I'm going to just get a business degree. Yeah. And then I'll hit that for two years. And I'll, four years. And that starting out made forty grand a year. So I'm like forty grand a year. I'm going to the tech four years. It's cheap. It's easy. Whatever. Boom! I pop up there and I take business management, and I was like, a business management and accounting, a speech. The speech class was the greatest thing in the world. Um, accounting and uh, something else. And I took those classes and I was like, I'm not signing up. I'm not even getting on the fucking list for the PTA. I don't even give a fuck about PTA. I'm going to do business. You fell in love. I'm like, I was just sitting here listening to this and it just all, it all made sense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the 
I'm listening to the uh, instructor, um, and he used the instructor used to the the first guy, Tim Stone. Uh, he was a regional manager for McDonald's around the area. Then he uh, started being uh, started running a bank. He he was in like the general manager for a bank or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, branch manager for a bank, whatever. And I was like, what this guy's teaching makes a lot of sense. And at this time in the National Guard, I'm just giving a recap of my life. Are you enjoying this? Yeah, no, this this is fun. This is great. I'm literally just going to title this like, uh, learn about like our lives. So at this point, when I'm taking business management and speech, keep in mind, guys, the best thing, a couple of the best things that happened for me was I took a writing class with a feminist teacher at the university, mm-hmm. and she taught me how to write. Hated that bitch. Wanted to punch her in the face. She gave me D's and shit. Terrible. But she taught me how to write. Dumb bitch. Anyways, then I took a speech class, mm-hmm. and that, and we had to speak. The tech is the most beautiful thing in the world because we had to do a we had to do a speech in front of the class every fucking week oh yeah you told me about that that's crazy dude she literally was just like you're in a speech class get up you're presenting about this topic i'm like but then you present every week so then at the end of 18 weeks you're like yeah whatever i've given like fucking 15 presentations who gives a fuck Mm -hmm. it's just talking yeah so that's how i like was able to start talking and which helped a lot when i i'm getting ahead of myself so anyways um, what happened was I understood the business management shit. It made a lot of sense. And at that time in the guards, my squad, mm-hmm. I was in weapon squad and the, t- we didn't have a team leader and we didn't have a squad leader. And so I just got, uh, tagged as a specialist. And so a team leaders E5. So I just fresh E4. Team leaders E5 and then a squad leader's E6. They're like, Toots, you're, you're standing squad leader. And I'm like, all right, um, what do I do? And they're like, lead the squad. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like... And I'm you're like, what, only two years into National Guard? At this point, uh, at this point, I'm so, uh, 17, full of 18, 19 and a half, two and a half, both, you have to both two and a half, three years in. Okay. And uh, I'm like, okay, lead a squad, sure, makes sense. I'm like, how long is this going to last? You know, like a month, maybe two. It was over a year. And uh, and I'm like... And it sucks they can't just like, they don't just promote you then. Oh, no, dude. No, 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 no. So here I am. They would have NCO meetings. And I'm like, do I need to be in them? And they're like, fuck you. And I'm just like, okay. But I got a squad. But like, how do I, whatever. So they would be like, fuck you. You're not going to the NCO meetings. And then they'd pull me into a meeting to like brief me on everything I got to do and shit. So here I am in a shack with the platoon leader, the E7, and then all the E6s. And I'm just sitting here like an E4. Meanwhile, there's a shit ton of team leaders in all the other positions that easily could have popped up into my role. Nope. They just made me do it. So here I am just like like in the same room with all those guys. That's kind of how like Zahar and I got a uh, connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting my dick kicked in. 
And throughout this time, occasionally we'd have like fill-ins, like they'd fill in for like a month or like I had a, I had a technically squad leader who I had to report to, but he was filled in for the platoon leader for the year. Mm -hmm. So like barely ever was he actually like my squad leader. He just did like my, um, my reviews and shit. And then I would just go to him with questions. So when they put people in charge of shit to like run certain stuff, you're either an E5 or an E6, right? But I'm an E4 with a squad. So like tutor, your squad is running the ammo shack today. Also, here's four more dudes because you need, because whatever, because I was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, and I think I need like seven, eight, eight dudes. You know, I've got like, I've got like four. And so like, here's four more or whatever. So what I did was usually the military is just like kicking your dick and kicking your dick and kicking your dick and like they they lead through yelling, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, I'm taking this management class. I'm in speech class. I'm like, what if I take these and I try implementing them in this ammo shack? This is when it all first started clicking for me. So I'm, like, I'm going to put this on the plate tonight. And we're, we had the night shift, so it's like fucking running the, running the ammo shack from, I don't know, 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. or whatever the fuck it was. Mm. So that whole day, I'm like, that whole night, I'm like positive reinforcement, showing the guys how to do things, then watching them do it, and then like giving them positive reinforcement. I bought them like Gatorade. I like check with them on all their shit, right? And it just ran smooth. The the whole five hours ran smooth. Our counts were on at the end of the night um, for them. Like nothing, you know, everything just went, went smooth and it mm. worked out as an E4 running this shit. And, uh, and at the end of it, uh, one of the guys like, Hey, Tudor, I wanted to thank you. This was the best experience I've had in the military. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, it was fun. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you were nice. And like, we had a good time, even though like, it's the fucking shittiest shift to have the night shift. Everyone else is sleeping, you know, like a lot of other Joes are sleeping. And he's just like, this was great. Thank you. And then there's like multiple other people like, yeah, dude, this was a really fun night. Thank you. And I was just like, holy fuck, it works. Mm-hmm. Like this works. And so I proceeded, dude, to, to like, um, you know, in that role, I just, I would take the shit I learned and on drill weekends, I'd implement it. And, um, and, and it was good. And, uh, eventually I got promoted still in E4, but to a corporal and they took me out of weapons squad and put me in a team leader position. And, uh, actually, sorry, sorry, before I got promoted, they took me out. So I had been squad leader for over a year. They took me out and they put me into a team underneath a team leader so i go from being in charge of a full squad um and underneath me for that squad i think i had like six dudes five or six dudes something like that they take me out and they put me in a team underneath a team leader so a team of four so Mm -hmm. you got the team leader and then three other joes and i couldn't fucking handle it i i got pissed because here I just spent the last year leading yeah. and implementing all my shit for leading. Now now this guy's telling me what to do and is wrong. You know, it was wrong. And uh, and we were running missions and I had been in charge of like running my portion of the mission. 
and stuff. And now I'm like taking direction for running a mission and, and they're doing it wrong. And uh, we're at like our AT and, and halfway through a mission, I just ream out the team leader. Bad, bad, bad. In the middle of a mission, run through the woods, ream them bad. And I'm like, you're done. You follow me. Follow me through the rest of the mission um, with the rest of the team. Get it all done. The end of that training, Oof. I'm like, I'm I'm over here like, I, I know I'm getting fucked. I don't even care. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, whatever. Do whatever you want to me. At that point, I've gotten yelled at so many times from like stepping like out of line. You. I'm just like, dude, I would, I literally, at points, I walked up in front of like E6s as an E4 and I'm just like, like with, with a platoon leader there. And, and with um like PSG there, platoon and um they would tell me something, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, and I'd walk away. And one time the the platoon leader was just like, like what he he can do that, and they're all just like, I guess I don't know, and I'm like, whatever. I just take I just got numb to it because I, I knew if I was in the wrong, I took the shit. If I wasn't in the wrong, I didn't care about saying I wasn't in the wrong. I yeah. did not care. And so I just take whatever shit came my way. So, anyways, um, it was kind of it was kind of fun. Um, Wait, did you get fucked up or what happened? Oh, the end of that. Yeah, of that, you can't uh, just leave the story like, oh, I, I I was prepared to. Did you get yelled at or what happened? Uh, team leader came up to me and um, thanked me for uh, taking control, putting him in his place, and like teaching him. And, uh, and he was like, uh, pretty much said like he respects me so much and he's very grateful to have me on the team. And after that, it was smooth sailing. Yeah. Cause then like, um, uh, he respected me. I respected him for like understanding like his pitfalls. And after that, him and I were really good friends the rest of the time we served together. That's good. Yeah. Um, but then like very, very shortly after that, I was promoted to, <laughs> corporal and put in a team leader position then they wanted to uh they 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 wanted me to go get my e5 um so you could become a squad leader no so i could just be actual team leader get my get my five mm. my start and uh i said no yeah because that was when you decided you weren't gonna re-enlist yep yep um i was on like the first page for re-enlistment out of like you know all yeah and uh, and I'm like, nah, dude, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't staying here. The problem, the problem wasn't what I noticed at this point in time in my career. Four years in, so I'm four, I'm four years in at this point. And what I realized was, the good guys get out. The dirtbags who just fucking stick around end up getting promoted through like time and rank, and they end up being the uh, the uh, um the tops the um god damn it why am i i'm losing it here the um i'm sorry i lost it i lost it um like what do you mean uh, like d7s or what no no e9 they end up being like the the e8s um and running the is that what like chief is no 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 no. that's a completely different thing i'm 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 out of it i don't know i always call them top i don't know i just always call them top Whatever the term so is. So the really shitty ones always became that. Yeah, after enough time. Yeah. 
And so what happened was we had a really good one. Yeah. Um. So we had a, a, a really good top. And then after he left, we got this dude in who was just shit. <gasps> was, didn't, didn't run a good company. Nothing like that. And um, first sergeant, Jesus Christ, his first sergeant. I can't believe I fucked that up. So anyways, it's first sergeant, that's what it's called. But um, it was, uh, uh, you know, once you see those shitty people, and it was, I could see it at the E5 levels and the E6 levels, these dudes just got put in these roles when they shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and so that was enough for me to, and, and a lot of the good guys who are like, two to re-enlist, you know, you're great, you should re-enlist and stuff, they were all getting out. And yeah. I'm like, if you guys are getting out, me too. I'm not, I'm not sticking in and doing this shit, which I'm really glad, hindsight, that I got out because there's a lot of dumb shit that had to go on. Yeah. Well, and also like... There's a lot of people that said they were going to re-enlist, and then once they found out they were getting deployed, then they all didn't re-enlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sean would have been stuck getting deployed. There's still a lot of good guys that, that got deployed. Yeah, that There's is true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, um, I could just see the, like, the writing on the wall for the, the whole thing of like, a lot of the people said they were going to do stuff, and then they didn't. And I just wasn't going to be a part of that. Yeah. So anyway, so. Um, That's how you fell in love with business. Yeah, so so pretty much like um, at that point, four years in, this was twenty sixteen. So about four. What's up? No, go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. Four and a half years in. Yeah. Whatever. I um, decided it was time to go back to the university mm-hmm. and finish out my degree in accounting. Go back for my degree in accounting. Meet Sam mm-hmm. in American Indian Studies, um, and in that time, I, I had. I was either at the tech or working with Nate doing construction. Yeah. Um, and I even took a semester off. My cousin told me that I would, uh, I'd go nowhere in life since I was taking a semester off. It's the dumbest thing I could do. Um, I'd be a white, uneducated male. Um, so that was, yeah, because she said once I'd take a semester off, it's over for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never go back to school. I'd be a, a white, uneducated male. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, watch. How'd that go? So anyways, um, <laughs> so I, you know, took some time off, went to school, was at tech, whatever, and went back to the university. Um, and at this point, I started, uh, I was training a lot. Mm-hmm. I switched from weightlifting to powerlifting, mm-hmm. back to power. So I did powerlifting to weightlifting, back to powerlifting, because I was so sick of being small. I wanted my, my pecs back. I want to be big again. Yeah. I got on gear and all that shit and uh, went back to the university, met Sam, and that's when Ryan and I, started group home started working in group homes mm-hmm. and then we got fired from group homes and we started our own yeah and accounting was too hard so you switched to business management yeah so while we're you know we're kind of really cruising through this now but we're coming out of time so someday we'll dive deep into it but um we are coming out of uh we we started our own business and our when we finally got the business going, it was in the summer mm-hmm. and Ryan and I had to alternate 24 hour shifts, Yeah, but we did, we were able to, um, to be gone, um, for up to three hours a day, twice, twice a day. Um, but we always had to be there at night mm-hmm. and, and all that shit. And we were on call the whole time. But so we set up our school schedule so that, um, I think Ryan was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, he worked and mine was monday wednesday friday i worked and then we alternated sundays yeah. um but 24 hours just we alternated that and so by the time i got back into school 
I realized really quick, like with working every other day, 24 hours running a business, um, I was like, this, this accounting and finance is, is really difficult. Cause it wasn't dude the at the tech, they really helped you understand accounting. It yeah. made a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. Um, and finance too, it made a lot of sense, dude. When I went back to the, to the university, um, I took like accounting 202 and that was fine and shit or whatever it was. But then I got into like the little bit higher level accounting and finance courses. And I'm like, this is too much work. I, mm. I don't have time to do this kind of schoolwork. I got shit to do, like mm. run a company. So I went in and saw my advisor and I'm like, hey, doc, how do I get out of here as fast as possible? And he's like, entrepreneurship. And I'm like, okay, well, what my minor being, we're looking at my credits and everything. And he's like, well, if you do a marketing minor with entrepreneurship, you get out of here the fastest. I'm like, well, okay. I'm, I'm in entrepreneurship. Marketing can't be bad to learn. Let's do it. And so um, that's how I finished out the rest of my career mm-hmm. at the rest of school. Yeah. And I always thought I'd go back for my MBA. I planned, you know, I yeah, was like big. I wanted to get an MBA. Really, really want to get an MBA. Um, but I realized, dude, after being out into the work world for a couple years. You don't need it. Pff, what a fucking waste that would be. Yeah. I mean, um, you only were going to get it because the National Guard was going to pay for it. Well, that was one. But the second reason I wanted to be a professor. Yeah, that's true. Then I, I started making money and I was like, I make more than professors make. That would be fucking mm. stupid. Yeah. So um, anyways, that's... uh. That's the low and skinny on like school and how I got to uh, business. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about mine. A lot of shit in between, not uh, you know that that happened and, and stuff. But yeah, um, that was kind of the low, quick, skinny on what I planned to do and what I ended up doing. Low, quick, skinny. That was twenty minutes. Man, I could have talked for like three, four hours. Twenty-five minutes, that. I think. Actually, we I was like gears. sitting here, and I was just like, "There's no way I'm going to talk about anything that happened in my college days." Did you want to? I mean, mine was very less uneventful or less eventful than yours. Give us the keynotes. Um, I went to MATC, which is a tech college in Madison. I, uh, my first year, I kind of took like all. I was in this thing called the Connections Program, so I just had to take like all my generals basically at a different school and then I automatically once I met the criteria I automatically got to transfer to UW-Madison I didn't have to apply for it or anything um, but I was also considered a UW-Madison student Mm -hmm. so I got all the benefits of that without having to pay the price it was genius that's great yeah and so I started going to MATC and I was doing my generals so I took like some Lazy classes. I took like ballet and theater and sure, uh, writing, psychology, whatever. Um, my first semester, and then my second semester, I took some generals that were like actually my field. So like one of them was um zoology, mm-hmm. or zoology is how some pr- people pronounce it, but it is zoology. Um, and so it was like the study of like animals, obviously. And it was one of my favorite classes. It's really like what fueled me fueled me to like pursue like biology like for sure like i was like this is so cool i got to cut open so many cool creatures loved it and i got an a in that class okay passed the flying colors in Mm -hmm. that class yeah yeah. um and now i mean that year i think i took like math i think that's when i took like math and psychology and i got just a's and everything and uh that semester i my high school boyfriend broke up with me and I got super upset, so I decided to move back home. Um, so I transferred to UW-Eau Claire then, 
And I was super excited because they had a marching band, and I loved band. So I was like, you know what? This is perfect. Came to Eau Claire. Um, then, uh, yeah, shit hit the fan, pretty much. Um, the biology classes were so much harder. So, so much harder. I had to retake a lot of my, like, in order to get even to taking any of the upper level classes, you had to pass, there's three intro bio courses. 221, 222, nope. 110, 111, 112. And then, so I didn't pass 110 the first time, retook that. Didn't pass 111 the first time, retook that. Um, and both times, like, I passed the second time, like, with, like, a B or something. By the time I passed 111, they got rid, they were restructuring how they were doing the core classes. So then they weren't offering 112, and I was like, fuck. So then I had to redo all the core classes, which they then switched to 222 and 223. And so I should have, like, they should have fucking told me, like, you keep getting, because you had to get a C or better to go to the next one. So I kept getting C minuses in these classes. And they should have just told me, hey, you've had to redo this three times. Just stop. Switch. But they didn't. So. I was very, I've never been so grateful for my advisor. Mm-hmm. Then when she's like, you're not smart enough, do something else. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I, um, they never, my advisor never told me that. The first one I had, he was really cool, but then he retired. Um, so he didn't really give a shit because he was retiring. Um, eventually I did pass the core classes and started taking the upper levels and I passed most of them with B minus, C pluses, B minuses. Um, any of them that had lab portions, I did really good in. I was really good at the lab portion stuff. I sucked at the memorization for the test. Sucked at it. And I got my new advisor, and he fucking hated me. Right. Hated me. He said, if I wanted to become a microbiologist, because he was a microbiologist, if I wanted to become a microbiologist, I could only work a maximum of 12 hours a week. And he's like, you can survive on 12 hours a week. I was like, in what fucking world can I survive on 12 hours a week? Right. So I became a, I was a part-time student, I think, technically. No, 12, 12 credits was the minimum you could take to be a full-time student. So I took 12 credits every semester. I worked 30 plus hours a week and it took me seven years to graduate. And then you didn't do anything with it. No, um, about my fifth or sixth year in, I really hated it, but I was like, there's a point where once you take too many credits, you have to pay double to get those credits. So it was too far along my degree to switch switch without having to pay double at some point to finish just so i just had to finish that degree right and because then i could like take something else and whatever and it'd be fine but so yeah that was that um nonsense it sucks huh yeah but i was in the marching band the whole time which i loved 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 um the friends I made in that, and I loved all the experiences I got in it. Um, I was able that the marching band is really what has fueled me to love traveling so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one thing that I'm very grateful for coming back to Eau Claire um, and doing that is the marching band. Hmm. 
Yeah. And then obviously in there, and then somewhere in there, I met Sean. It was a good time. Hmm. Good, good time. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I think about the time that you and I met is when I started losing the passion for it. Hmm. And Sean would, like, watch me study, and he'd just, like, fuck. That does not look fun. And I was like, nope. That's so stupid, dude. Mm. Here I am in business, and I'm just like, yo, look at what I got to do today. And I, like, wrote out a business plan, and I'm like, I just wrote out my company's business plan. And then she's just like, here's 200 note cards I need to memorize by next week. And I'm like, that's stupid. Every morning, literally every morning, we would go to the library. Morning and afternoon, actually. We'd go to the library. I'd find a whiteboard. And just fucking the entire time, I was just rewriting all these things that I needed to know. Yeah, and I would just fucking not do that. Yeah. I did really struggle, dude. Algebra used to be super easy. In high school, algebra was easy. Mm. In high school, algebra was super easy. Freshman year in college and whatever, all easy, right? Dude... I didn't fucking touch algebra for three years or four years, mm-hmm. and I had to do it because I remember, I remember, I remember my freshman year in college, I had a physics class, mm-hmm. and there was a problem I had to figure out, and I forgot the application that like on how to figure it out. So I just like made up my own algebra problem and I just worked through it like longhand algebra. Yeah. And I, to, and I didn't write it down on the sheet of paper because I was like, the teacher's going to think I'm a fucking idiot. And so I'm like, I can't write that down. So I just like kind of like wrote a couple little things and like got to the end of it. And, and he calls me up uh, the next week and he's like, um what is this? How'd you get this? And I'm like, uh, cause it was right. He had it right. And, and I'm like, Oh, I got it right. Sweet. Uh, I was hoping I would. And he's like, how'd you do it? Like, did you copy? And I'm like, Oh no. I was like, uh, I, I forgot how to do it. So I just did it like this. And I like spent five minutes writing it out for him. And he's like, Oh my God, that worked. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I've never seen anyone do it that way. And I was like, oh, cool. That's just how I figured it out, dude. So, like, the algebra shit made sense to me. I, like, mm. made up my own thing for it and shit, which was really cool. But I took three years off of algebra. And when I came back and had to take algebra yeah. to finish my degree, dude, I was, like, an idiot. Dude, it's so funny because, like, as soon as, yeah, I took a semester off of a math class, it fucked me up, dude. I was so lost. Dude, you had to, like, Sam had to, like, reteach me algebra. And I'm sitting here like, mm-hmm. this is basic algebra. I used to do this shit in high school easy. Dude, did I tell you when I was dating Felon, um, he he didn't have his GED. Uh-huh. So he had to take, like, obviously, like, English, whatever, and the math one. And so he always got the workbooks. And so I'd, like, help him on it, mm-hmm. especially with the math stuff. The workbook had something wrong. And he was just like, because I was just like, oh, it was like, f- figure out X or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I like figured it out for him. I was fucking in calc, whatever. I was, right. Whatever. And I was just like, oh, you got to do it like this. And we looked in the back of the book and it was wrong. And I was just like, no, they're wrong. I was like, this is the actual answer. So we brought it to like the tutor or whatever. 
And she's just like, I've never seen anyone solve it like that. Like, this is the right answer. And I was like, no, like, they're actually wrong. Like, however, like, the way they were trying to solve it is was not right. And I was Damn. like, I'm in fucking Kelp. Right. Like, I can tell you this is wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. It was ridiculous. It's, it's wild, dude. I don't know. It's shit's, um, it was tough. It's tough. Like, yeah. it's, when you take time off, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know so i've heard of like parents having to help their kids on like math problems and like struggling and i'm just like fuck dude and now they like don't teach anything the same way we learned they don't do long division anymore dude because i always thought that i always thought like my parents you know they'd help me a little bit but they wouldn't know too much stuff Mm. when it came to like uh like when i was in like algebra 2 and stuff and whatever and they're like uh we can't help you too much and i was just like dude when i'm a parent that'll be so easy to help them fuck no i ain't gonna remember any of that shit Mm -hmm. period zero none zilch i'll be like i don't know math cool um that's definitely like a a, a, math is massively a muscle you need to flex yeah uh here's a fun little snippet for you of back to high school quick my senior year i took pre-calc and uh math was always my strong suit like i never fucking had to study for that shit i was always getting a's in math hence why i wanted to be a math teacher um and they uh my best friend at the time jessica she sat right behind me in pre-calc and pre-calc was second period by the way so i was fucking always tired always so i'd like walk into pre-calc fucking doze off the entire class just like half asleep and um uh, what was his name schaefer mr schaefer he was, like, an older gentleman, just, like, stern, but also, like, super nice. Mm-hmm. And he uh, would always just, like, be like, Sam, come on, wake up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still fucking fall asleep most of the classes. I'd wake up because we, at the end, we'd then, like, work on the problems, like, in the book or the homework or whatever. And I'd wake up and I'd just be like, okay, do-do-do, just get these problems right. Jessica, who was awake the entire time would struggle and she'd be like hey can you teach me how to do this so i slept through the whole lesson turn around teach jessica the everything afterwards and schaefer hated it he was oh, yeah. always so pissed uh-huh. and i was just like i obviously don't need to be awake for this if i can get it yeah i tried to get them to let me take a i didn't get a parent signature to take like this math test in middle school to like bump me up a level I forgot to get my parents' signature, so they wouldn't let me take the test, which I think is dumb. So all my friends got to bump up a level, and I was just behind. So my senior year, I tried to let them get me to take pre. Or I tried to let them allow me to take pre-calc and AP-calc at the same semester, and they're just like, "No, you can't do that." And I was really mad about it. But then I slept all through pre-calc, and I was like, "I could have fucking been taking right. both of these and had no issues, guys. Come right. on." Huh? Dude, I took pre-calc. I made it through the first quarter, and I dropped it. Did you? It was not fucking easy. I couldn't handle it, dude. I was like, this shit don't even make no sense. I'm I'm dipping. I prefer algebra and geometry. Calculus isn't bad. I made it all the way to Calc 3, but ugh, it's gross. It becomes more letters than numbers, and then it's not fun. Yeah, okay. fuck all that. Okay, that's what we got for you guys today. How about you get to hear a little insight into our lives? Surprisingly more fun than I thought it was going to be. Really? Yeah. Reminiscing? Yeah. It is interesting to see, like, how we came about. I mean, I guess we could talk, like, real quick. I obviously decided not to go into microbiology 
found a job at Gold Star. Just kind of thrived there, I guess. I don't know. I always worked in the mall. And I was uh, always had management positions in the mall. And Sean was just like, I'm not going to keep dating you if you're going to stay in the mall. 100%. Which, you know, it was a really good ultimatum. So then I found Gold Star, which was really good for me. And then... Um, Sean had a management position open at one of the group homes, so I took that. And then we really watched me thrive there Mm -hmm. and really found my passion for, like, system creating and managing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that came about, honestly. Then you went back to Gold Star, supervisor, now you're manager there. Mm -hmm. And then then eventually I worked my way back to Sean and I working together. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I did try to get one kind of a. Uh, it wasn't a micro job. Remember, it was that. Uh, it was a lab job. It was a lab job. Green Bay. Mm, no, it was the one in Bloomer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like when I couldn't answer any of the questions uh, in terms of like lab experience. Yeah. So, like, one of the questions was, like, problem solving. And I was just like, oh, well, I work at Yankee Candle. And, like, right. I have to do this all the time. And they did not like that. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's interesting. The, that job was, what, 14 an hour? Yeah, was it wasn't it? that much. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um. We did. I did try looking for micro jobs. The issue also was you needed to have a certificate, like a lab certificate, which the four-year degree doesn't give you. So in order to even work in a lab, I had to go back to the tech to get this two-year certificate. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. It was the dumbest thing ever. Yep. And that is why I do not like the advisors in the biology department at UW-Eau Claire. I just think you got to be very careful going to school. Very careful. Definitely look into what you can do with a degree and do it throughout your years too. Because I did when I started going. I looked into microbiology and I was like, dude, I can get a lab job for seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars. This is dope. Um, and but we have to remember, I graduated seven years later. Mm-hmm. So by the time I graduated, then they were like, you need this two-year certificate, and you're only gonna get paid fifty thousand. It wasn't even that. No. It was like 35000 yeah. 40000 And so if I would have paid attention throughout the process, then I could have been like, oh, I this isn't going to be a fantastic thing anymore. Like, I'm out. Yeah. That's for sure what I was doing, which worked out well. Yeah, it did. Um, Either way, we got to meet each other and... Uh, here we are. Here we are. Cool. Well, that's what I got. Our next podcast will be on our adventure. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, um, I hope you enjoyed learning about us. Yeah. Catch you on Monday. See you. Peace.